Hey guys, welcome back to the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill, and we're talking about all things life, confidence, relationships, what gets you up in the morning, what doesn't get you up in the morning. That's what we talk about in this podcast. I'm super glad you're here. If you're the first time tuning in, subscribe to my channel, hit the like button, spread the love, and uh, looking forward to getting into another amazing episode with you guys today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. We are right in the middle of the holiday season. So before we even get started, if you are listening today, I am wishing you happy holidays and hoping that this is a beautiful December and that despite all the chaos of the world and all the weird things that are happening, and I say weird because I genuinely feel like it's a weird time, um, that you are still taking time for yourself. You're still making the most out of this beautiful holiday period. Uh, and if you have loved ones or family members that despite you know limitations on how many people we can see, we are at least carving out time for people that are really important to us. So uh, today I want to get into uh, talking about how to know, right? How to know that the person you're dating, particularly a woman that you might be dating, is not the one for you, right? Besides the obvious of noticing a whole bunch of red flags in the beginning, and you should be aware of what those red flags are, right? Um, if you're getting further into a relationship, here are five signs that I want to talk about where you might want to question whether or not this person is really the one for you. So the first one is, does your partner always want to spend time alone with you? Okay. And let me make a distinction here. Spending time alone with you is not a problem, but if your girlfriend or the girl that you are dating only wants to be alone with you, that is a problem. What about your family? What about your friends, right? Relationships are not exclusive to everything else that is happening in our life. So if you're noticing that the woman that you are dating only wants to spend time alone with you and she's saying, I don't want to meet your friends or I don't you know, want to go to that event with your family. I just feel more comfortable with you and only you. This is not a healthy sign, right? The reason it's not healthy is because our partners are not our everything. They are not the center of our universe. We also have community, friendships, our own personal interests, work, family, things that we do outside of our relationships. So if you're in a relationship with a woman and she constantly wants to be with you alone at the expense of doing things with anyone else, uh, this is not a healthy sign. The questions you really want to be asking here are, are, why is her life not rich and abundant with other people? What's really stopping her from wanting to spend time with others? Um, and, you know, what are the kind of negative manifestations of only the two of you spending time together, right? If you enable that behavior in the beginning, it becomes an expectation. Uh, and it's going to be really, really difficult to break that without a huge amount of conflict. So have you dated a woman that is constantly pressuring you to spend time with her alone and never with anybody else? Okay, so this is a sign that maybe she is not the one for you. The second is this is a little bit of a tough one, right? But if your partner or the woman in your life is chronically depressed, right, and she refuses to get help, it is not your job to be her counselor and the only lifeline and support for her, 
right? Yes, we get into relationships where we ebb and flow, our partners go high and low, and you know, we might feel depressed at some point in our lives or experience anxiety or go through sickness or illness. And it is not to say that at the first sign of something going wrong, you exit stage left. But if your partner is chronically depressed or they are dealing with traumas and they are not refusing to get help or seek support or do anything to change their situation, this is a sign that this person might not be for you, right? It's difficult to walk away because we care and we love the people that we spend time with, but it is not your job to solve or fix your partner's feelings. This is a tough one. But if this is happening to you, it's something to think about, right? And remember, the caveat here is that they are refusing to get help, right? If they are working on it, if they are getting support, if they are dealing with it, you can see the effort there and you love them and adore them, stand by and support them through that. But if they do not want to get help, they refuse it and they are stuck in a victim mindset where, oh, woe is me, the world is happening to me, not for me. Uh, that's a really difficult relationship to be in because it's only about one person. So does your partner uh, accept help and support when they're going through difficult times or do they, uh, do they refuse it? Something to really think about here. Now, the next sign is... Uh, your partner is saying no to things that are important to you. And this is on a regular basis. So they're saying no a heck of a lot more than they're saying yes to things that you value, right? One of the things I talk about with my clients in my course is that our value structure, what we believe to be important to us, the beliefs we hold and our values are more important than shared interests, right? Shared interests are very important, but our values are really, really important. So let's say you value family and your partner does not value family. What do you think is going to happen? There is going to be a lot of conflict. Your partner is going to say no to family events. They're going to say no to spending time with family because that's not something that they care about. We have an issue here, right? We have a mismatch in our values. So is your partner saying more, no more than they're saying yes to things that are important to you? right? Big things, not what to have for dinner, not what movie to watch, right? But things like, are they supportive of big choices that you want to make? Desires about career changes or jobs or where to live or whether to have children uh, or big themes that are coming up in relationships, right? So do they say no to things that are really important to you, right? You don't want to spend your life uh, always abandoning your own wants and desires for somebody else's. This does not set you up for a fulfilling life. So ask yourself, does your partner uh, say yes to the things that are important to you? It doesn't mean they have to say yes all the time, but are they saying yes? Are they open-minded? And do they support you and your values and your life choices? So, so important here. If they don't, it's something to consider. So the fourth is, you don't feel trust, right? So do you feel and are you embodying a trusting relationship? People can seem nice. They can say a lot. People can talk a lot. They can promise us a lot of stuff. They can say, you can trust me. You can confide in me. I'll keep your secrets. 
And then it turns out they're not so nice, right? Words can be very cheap. So does your partner routinely break their promises? Do they breach your trust when you share something vulnerable with them? Um, are they posting uh, private things about your life? Are they uh, venting about private intimate matters to friends and family, right? Can you trust your partner? Because one of the foundational elements of a happy, successful relationship is feeling safe. Yes, physically safe, emotionally safe. And that means that we trust that our partners are not going to use our insecurities against us or our vulnerabilities against us. So do you trust the person that you're with? Because if you don't, this is a big red flag, right? It's a sure sign uh, that something is up. Uh, because we have to be able to have safety and trust in our relationships for them to work. So ask yourself, right? Do you feel more distrust than trust? This is a big sign. And the fifth one is that your partner, your partner is not emotionally responsive to you. And what I mean by this is, okay, you go ahead and you're supporting your partner and their dreams. And, and when they're feeling down, you're, you're validating their emotions. You're, you're comforting them. You know, when they talk to you from across the room, you pay attention to them. You are emotionally responsive to your partner. Is the woman you're dating emotionally responsive to you? Does she care about your needs? Does she tune into you and what you are describing as your day or something difficult that you've gone through? Is she available to you when you need her in times of need, right? How emotionally responsive is the woman in your life back to you? Okay, because relationships are two ways. I support my partner, they support me, we have a supportive life, a supportive community and network, we have things going on outside of our relationship, but we can both come into this beautiful intimate relationship as a safe place, a safe haven. I will respond to you and you will respond to me. I can reach you, you're accessible to me. All the key elements of emotionally focused therapy for couples, right? Can I reach you? Are you there? And will you respond to me? So when you think about someone that you've dated in the past, someone you're with now, someone you've been with for a really long time, how well do they respond to you? How well do you respond to them? Really important to understand this. Now, if your partner does not is not emotionally responsive to you, right? They're not there when you need them. Uh, they don't listen to you in times that are very important. This is a sign that not really the right person for you or they have a lot of work to do and again it's not your job to teach them so five signs so let's review number one the woman you're dating only wants to spend time alone with you and nobody else right red flag here secondly your partner is chronically depressed and they are refusing to get help or seek support. It's not your job to be a counselor to your partner as a full-time job, right? If they are refusing to get help, it's not the person for you. Okay, the third is they're saying no to things that are important to you, right? It becomes all about what they want, what's important to them, and you're 
self-sabotaging just to please them, right? So they always say no to things that are important to you. Not a good sign. Fourthly, you're not really feeling that level of trust in your relationship, right? They're, your partner is not consistent. Their behavior is erratic. They're sharing secrets. They're sharing too much information with others. That is a breach of trust. You have to be in a relationship with somebody you can trust, right? And the fifth is they are not emotionally responsive to you. So, so important to have a partner, to have a partner that is there for us, that we can depend on. Now, it's not about depending solely on our partners. It's about having healthy interdependence. And that does mean that we rely on our partners from time to time, right? But if they are not there for you, they are not emotionally responsive, they are not accessible, this is not a good sign that they are the right one for you. So there are a lot more that we could talk about, but I wanted to highlight these five today, right? So ask yourself, do any of these things resonate with you, right? Do you notice that the person that you're dating is more work than they are love and fun and support, right? The other signs, right? We didn't get into them, but are, you know, do you, do you feel the chemistry, right? Or is everything a goddamn argument, right? Right? So think a little bit about this one today, right? Five signs that she's just not the one for you because it's really important to have someone that wants time with you and wants time with friends and also has an independent life. Uh, you want someone that even if they're experiencing a difficult time, they're willing and open to seek help and get support. You want to be someone that can support you and your values and your vision without having to sacrifice their own, right? You want someone that uh, looks up to you that can encourage you that has an open mind you want to be able to feel trust in your relationship so so important foundational element before we build anything else right no intimacy without trust and you want someone that's emotionally responsive and accessible to you so if your partner is not those things they might not be the right person for you so have a little think share this with someone that needs to hear it today let me know your thoughts and comments on this. You can find me on Instagram at Kimberly Nina Hill. I always love discussing podcasts with you. Um, and again, share this with someone that might need to hear this today because these are five signs that the person you are spending time with just not might, might not be for you. Okay. So thank you all for tuning in today. It's always a pleasure to make these. I'll see you guys again next week. And of course, if you're wanting help, in relationships, if you're wanting to build your confidence and deepen your intimacy, if you're wanting to get some support for yourself so you can show up as the best version of you and have the highest chance of success and intimacy in your relationships, send me a note. We can have a conversation and find out if coaching is the right fit for you guys. You can find me there on Instagram at Kimberly Nina Hill. So thanks very much for tuning in. Happy holidays, and I'll talk to you all next week. Ciao.